Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today, this is exciting. We're starting a new month. And this month, we're only talking about immune system. So you are guaranteed at the end of this month, you're going to be walking by a mirror, looking at your reflection and smiling, knowing that you have eons, eons of uh, information, education, and adaptability in your body. So the more that you trust your immune system, but the more, also the more you understand how it works, the better, healthier, and able to adapt to the environment you're going to be. Now, when we look at this, there's, this is one of the most bizarre times that the world's ever seen. And, and I'll even ask patients, and these are people that are taking, you know, multiple pharmaceutical products. Um, it, what kills more people, doctors or guns? And everybody chuckles, looks down to the ground and says, well, doctors. That's right, because, see, the interventions and the mindset or philosophy of the medical system is so far afield or so away from how the body actually works. And it's interesting, we're looking up quotes for um, from medical doctors, and these are classic opinions. Here, listen to this, quote, Nature wants to destroy you. Evolution has been driven by aggressive forces in which organisms will interact their livelihood at your expenses. Or, quote, these instruments of death, pathogenic organisms, have in effect direct the development of one of the most underappreciated parts of human biology, our immune system. I mean, you know, you start looking at this and you've got a fear of bacteria, um, even though you've got a fear of insects, and this is why they're spreading pesticides everywhere. And now we're seeing, uh, you know, antibiotic-resistant bacteria. We're seeing glyphosate's poison under us. Uh, now Zika's back. And then, or, oh, no, no, it's not Zika. Now it's Ebola. You know, so you start looking at this, and you think, well, wait a second. And then you can fear genetics. I just had a big discussion with some patients talking about the MTHFR gene and how they have it and what should they do about it. You know, it's a fear-based society. You know, your body isn't designed to handle this world, trust your doctor, you know, get vaccinated, be quiet, give birth at a hospital. I mean, it's crazy. So what happens when you have a fear-based, ignorant society? You have an extremely unhealthy population. You have massive higher disease rates. This is resulting in economic instability. You're talking toxic food, toxic environment. It's literally a world in chaos. See, fear is a big motivator. It's a, it's a fear. You're not going to see a lot of doctors that say, hey, look, my doctor said my body's smart. I, I'm intelligent. You know, doctors aren't doing that. They're trying to make you afraid of disease. Well, when we're talking about immune system, I'm going to show you how to not only squelch that fear, but also be confident in your immune system's response. Response to the environment. So what do we have? If you look at how your body is designed to thrive, you have physical, chemical, or emotional stress loads. 
You've got a nutrient-deficient diet, typically, a sedentary lifestyle, toxic environment, medications. I mean, this is um, the start of a change, or this is the change in belief systems. I know this is hugely important because when we look at the allopathic model, what is the allopathic model? Well, what it is is a model that's based in different beliefs that that the body is a collection of parts and that symptoms need to be controlled with medications. And if you control the right symptom with the right drug, then uh, the body gets stronger, which just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So there's a change in belief system. Now, when we look at this, <laughs> because it, if we're, when we're seeing the medical therapies um, causing more problems than they're helping, it's, it's a change in belief systems. What we're going into is this more vitalistic aspect that your body's going to develop symptoms for a reason, that, that your body is designed to live here, and we give it healthy um, food, healthy nutrients, healthy sleep, healthy thoughts, and your body can adapt. This is a vitalistic view. So we're leaving this rigid, allopathetic model of symptom therapy has a new one where your, your body is intelligent and your symptoms are designed to adapt. See, today's healthcare is not vitalistic. It's called mechanistic. Now, this is hugely important because when you look at how the mechanisms are, how the body actually is, it turns out that the body is self-healing and self-regulating, uh, except these, ner- these systems are intertwined. I mean, if you look at the medical care, they're, they're talking about breaking it up into... Uh, digestive system. So you got the gastroenterologist, a nervous system. You got the neurologist, endocrine system, respiratory system. Uh, but in truth, none of these systems work separate. They all work together. And this is vitally important because when you start appreciating that, um, there's an interdependency of it. But when we look at um, how belief systems in the past have been um, redone or, or rearranged or, or changed. I mean, realize that bloodletting, and this is getting the bad blood out now, uh, figure this was practiced uh, until 1900, so it practiced for 5,000 years. Absolutely no um, data to support it. But it was practiced for years. I mean, you look at uh, germ in uh, the germ theory in 1670, uh, and it was it was 1670. They found these little animalcules, they called them, and it wasn't adopted that these germs could could be a causative factor or a contributing factor to disease until 1920. Heck, Doctor <laughs> Semmelweis in 1846. <coughs> told his student doctors that they should wash their hands. So we really have to change the view of of how the body actually works. And this is the it's it's almost a fight between vitalism and um mechanism. 
And I don't want to say fight because it's not a war. It's just a different in belief systems. So our medical model today, if you think of the analogy of, you know, six blind men looking at an elephant. So what do you get? One person standing at the leg thinks it's a, a tree. A person standing at the trunk thinks it's a, um, a snake. One on the side thinks it's a, a wall. And think of this. The hematologist doesn't talk to the nephrologist, which doesn't talk to the neurologist. And since all of these are separate medical specialties, they all completely, completely change uh, the, well, they're going to have a similar diagnosis, but complete different therapies to uh, change the symptomatology of this. And this is why the average person over 60 has taken 12 different prescriptions. And this is also why most of the time degenerative uh, conditions progress. However, if you're taking, you know, 12 medications every day for, to deal with symptoms, you're going to end up with the side effects, and then you end up with the medical system that's actually causing more harm than good. And that's, that's what we have today. Now, the principles of allostasis, not homeostasis, uh, it's unique because allostasis means that your body is in a constant state of adaptation, not trying to uh, come away with, with one area that works. See, figure treating these diseases or symptoms... Uh, with drugs um, to fix low-level mechanisms that are not broken. Uh, a quote from this article, they say, turns out to not work particularly well. Not work particularly well? Yeah. So when we look at this, what is the belief system of your doctor? And, and it sounds odd to think, well, what's the belief system of the doctor? Because... If you start looking at these different diseases, that they're not diseases at all. They're, so it's heart disease, cancer, mental disorders, obesity, bipolar, schizophrenia. I mean, all of this, these are not diseases. They are adaptive physiologic responses. And I love this one from a uh, quote from William James, brilliant guy. Quote, the world we see that seems so insane is the result of a belief system that's not working. To perceive the world differently, we must be willing to change our belief system and let the past slip away, expand our sense of now, and dissolve fear in our minds. Wow, I know, that's cool. So we are at the change of the belief system. Understand, okay, that the body's processes need to be respected. This means that pain, infections, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, none of these are diseases, but they are the body adapting to chronic physical, chemical, or emotional stress load. Uh, if you look at what Voltaire said back in, six, in the early, late 1600s, early 1700s, Doctors are men who prescribe medicines of which they know little to cure diseases in which they know less in human beings which they know nothing. I, I know, mind-blowing. 
But then if you think that that is too harsh, that 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 was way back then and not now, really, ask the doctor how an antidepressant works. If they say that it's physical, um, uh, that that it slow downs the reuptake of serotonin, really, is it? Or uh, when they, you look at the clinical pharmacology or the mechanism action, it says unknown. That means they don't actually know how the SSRAs work, how they actually function in the body. So what we're going to do over the next month, we're going to go over details of how the humoral system, the nervous system, everything works. But right now I want you to get a rough overview on the difference between mechanism and vitalism. Mechanism and vitalism. See, when you look at the, take the vitalistic approach, that means the body has an innate inborn intelligence. That disease occurs when the natural body's ability to heal has been interrupted. In fact, um, a mechanical distortion of the vertebrae can block, block the normal nerve signals. Correcting these has a massive effect on healing the body. Just if we look at cortisol levels, okay, and uh, let's just look at the thyroid just for the heck of it. When you look at the thyroid, uh, it has an imbalance all the time with uh, cortisol. And cortisol is secreted by the adrenal glands in order to maintain, oh, let's, let's just say healthy function. Uh, because you've got a thyroid that's going to be up or an adrenal gland that's going to be up. So you've got to have a balance between these two structures. If the thyroid's uh, down low, uh, or actually if the, if the adrenal glands are working really hard, the thyroid's going to be low. If the thyroid's low, the adrenal glands are going to be working harder. So you have this ultimate balance okay, of say, healthy gut function or unhealthy gut function. And you might think, well, don't all the doctors know this? Uh, no, they don't. And why do I say that? Because when you look at this, how the body actually functions, okay, given this uh, environment, is... Here. I'm just doing one more thing on this because I'm actually um, adding some things on the talk that are going to be huge. But when we look at how the body works, okay, physical, chemical, or emotional stress, there's always going to be a balance from the, the stressors, the physical, chemical, or emotional stressors. And if, if there is an imbalance, or let me see, how, how can we word it? Think of this. The body responds correctly all the time, 100%, given environmental stimuli. If the body is in a stress state, it's going to have a stress reaction. Does, does that make sense? It's sure. It absolutely it does. So when you look at this, it's not that the thyroid's low. It's not that the adrenals are fatigued. This is real downstream thinking. You've got to go way upstream uh, at the source to find out what physical, chemical, or emotional stress loads are. 
uh, I mean, when you look at how the body is, the immune system in all creatures, not just human, it's an immensely complex system. A population of white blood cells as opposed to the red blood cells that carry oxygen. And the associated proteins that eliminate the germs that invade our body from the outside world. In fact, the immune system is a complex group of defenses found in humans and other advanced animals that repel disease-causing organisms. And this immune system must differentiate between harmful and non-harmful alien substances. So it, it must recognize it has self, all cells and proteins in the body. However, if the immune system, uh, it works by identifying harmful bacteria, fungi, and parasites that find their way into the body. And the immune system, here's the alarm, they activate, they begin to manufacture chemicals which allow them to regulate the growth and behavior to collaborate with control of immune system cells and direct those recruits to the site of infection or the battle. I love this one quote by Bob Wright. Quote, no doctor has ever healed anyone of anything in the history of the world. The human immune system heals, and that's the only thing that heals. I know, I know. It kind of gets you like um, like all goosebumply because it is true. You really need to <clears throat> realize that your body is self-healing and self-regulating. And I mean, when you look at this, you've got 80% of your immune system uh, is in your gut. Now, 80, most of your bacteria is inside of your gut. In fact, bacteria outnumber your cells 10 to 1. That means that there's about 100 trillion bacteria or about 2 to 3 pounds worth of bacteria in your gut. And you need this bacteria. This bacteria is essential. It's essential for your skin. It's essential in your, your body. And it actually keeps bacteria and yeast in check. So what happens if you have a candida infection or a yeast infection or a fungal infection? That's because your diet is deficient in nutrients in healthy bacteria. So you've got to get in there and fix it. You've got to add healthy bacteria. And what about viruses? Okay, if you got, look at this, there's beneficial viruses in your body. In fact, figure bacteria outnumber your cells 10 to 1. Uh, so that means there's about 100 trillion bacteria in your body. Now, the viruses outnumber bacteria 10 to 1. That means there's about 4 quadrillion viruses inside of your body. And now, according to Dr. Philip Sharp, Nobel Prize winner, Viral elements are a large part of the genetic material of almost all organisms. We human are well over 50% viral. Wow. Okay, so what do you do to get your nervous system healthy? It's going to seem too simplistic, but really to, and, and we're going to go over the details of humoral stress, um, thyroid disorders, cancers, and we've gone through this so many different times uh, to explain how to, how to solve different diseases. But realize that this is eons old. We're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years that your body has adapted to living in this environment. 
And so what are the solutions to have a healthy growth and repair? First, uh, drink more water. And we're talking healthy water, eat more organic veggies. Why do you have to eat organic? Because the pesticides that they're grown with are toxic. If you're taking medications, you have to find the reason you're taking them. Because all medications are going to slow or stop a metabolic process. They're going to poison an enzyme on a cell. They're absolutely dangerous. So you have to reduce or eliminate these. You have to eliminate refined foods. Uh, eliminate enriched foods because those are poisonous. Eliminate environmental toxins. And find effective ways to deal with the stress. Because when we're looking at stress, the causes of this are high fructose <laughs> uh, corn syrup beverages and food. The standard American diet is poisonous. Medication use. Um, refined foods and rich foods. Environmental toxins such as vaccines. They're extremely toxic to the situation. So you actually have to change your perception of what health is. That means really, truly change it. That means you've got to keep your mind healthy. You've got to build faster cells faster than they break down. You've got to give your body nutrients the more you need. You know, you just have to survive. I mean, figure, according to Sarah Cook, a naturopathic doctor, quote, without the microflora, the immune system would not exist. The immune system would never mature. Um, self from non-self could not be distinguished, and humans would live in a perpetual state of uncontrolled physiologic cascades. Man, that's brilliant. Okay, so... <laughs> when you look at the importance of your microflora, it cannot be overestimated. It cannot be overestimated. So what do you do to build your immune system? You truly do need a healthy, organic, plant-based diet. You need healthy fats, such as coconut oil, olive oil, grass-fed butter, you need fermented veggies. You need probiotic supplements, juiced vegetables, blended fruits, raw dairy. And look at more fermented veggies. Since we have such a plethora of bacteria, we absolutely have to have uh, healthy bacteria in order to keep our gut healthy. So look at bacteria-containing foods with every meal. Um, look at black seed oil. I mean, black seed oil is such an amazing additive, and you don't want to take it every day for the rest of your life. But if you take it, say, a week a month, it's a bronchodilator. It, it, it's a gluconeogenesis, or it's an anti-diabetic effect. Uh, it improves insulin sensitivity. It protects the liver. I mean, black seed oil or ground cumin seed is amazing. Look at other things that can strengthen the immune system. What about turmeric? Turmeric has antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, um, anti-neoplastic, or anti-cancer properties. Optimizing your vitamin D level. This means get outside. If you're in an environment like uh, the southern hemisphere that's going into wintertime, get a sun lamp or supplement with vitamin D3. At least 8,000 international units per person. Uh, look at Patch Adams. 
and I'm talking the real Patch Adams. Do you know what he said? He said, laughter boosts the immune system and helps the body fight off disease. Cancer cells as well as viral bacteria cells and other infections. Being happy is the best cure of all diseases. Oh my God, he's right. Um, what does the Dalai Lama say? Okay, scientists are discovering that while anger and hatred eat into our immune system, warm-heartedness and compassion are good for our health. And and you might think, well, wait a second. The physical, chemical, and emotional stress, is is this really the key? Do we just have to eat right, sleep right, and think right? Let's look at Dr. Andrew Weil. Whenever the immune system successfully deals with an infection and emerges from the experience stronger and better able to confront similar threats in the future, our immune system develops in combat, and at the first sign of infection, you always jump in with antibiotics. You do not give the immune system a chance to grow stronger. So that's a message from Andrew Weil, how to not, not, treat symptoms with drugs. I mean, that's just crazy. And then we've got a quote from Bernie Siegel, and this guy is brilliant. Um, And again, when we're talking about immune system, I know you're looking for facts and data. And the best facts that we can tell you is that your body is a collection of bacteria, it's a collection of viruses, collection of cells, And all of this is orchestrated, your immune system, to recognize non-self from self. And when confronted, to mount a defense, to, to fight the infection. And the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, if those are dealt with effectively, then your body is stronger and healthier. Uh, Bernie Siegel, brilliant doctor. Quote, I am convinced that unconditional love is the most powerful known stimulant to the immune system. If I told patients to raise their blood levels of immunoglobulins or killer T cells, no one would know how. But if I can teach them to love themselves and others fully, the same change happens automatically. The truth is, love heals. Uh, Deepak Chopra. The difference between destruction of the immune system and stimulation of the immune system is an interpretation. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got it! You got to like guys like this. I mean, they just get the big picture. Now, all of this is going to be on uh, our talk tonight. We're going to cover it in detail. Uh, I encourage you go, to go to Extreme Health Academy. Uh, dot com and this Friday we start the 14-day immune system challenge, where each day you're going to have a different uh, task to complete, and if you uh, complete the task and follow all the instructions on extremehealthchallenge.com, that's extremehealthchallenge.com, and you could even do the challenges from the past months. But this one's going to be fun because this right here is going to get um, you on board to look at the physical, chemical, emotional stress, look at the hidden things around you that negatively affect your immune system. This is going to be an exciting time to get your body and immune system healthy. 
It's all going to be broadcast live tonight on Facebook. And also, we've got our cruise coming up next March, and this is going to be exciting. We're leaving from Florida, going to Cozumel, and then going to Havana. That's right, Havana, Cuba. And you can get that off of our Dr. John Bergman site. That's drdrjohnbergman.com. Get out there, get on the site, and use this information. But look at your body. Ask yourself this question. Anything that helps your body function and adapt to the environment is good. Anything that harms the body, that weakens its adaptation, is bad. This is why, I mean, when you're talking a chemotherapy, I mean, one of the most aggressive, dangerous interventions in the human population Ten years ago, oncologists were asked if they would give chemotherapy to their family relatives, and 80% said no. Well, that survey was just redone. It's now 88% said they would never give it to a friend or a relative. Why? Because you can't fix a disease by poisoning the person. It, it sounds crazy, but these diseases are coming from toxicity and deficiency. So realize that physical, chemical, and emotional stress are all contributing factors to the damage that can be done through um, uh, intervening in in our natural body's response. That's kind of where we've got to change this thought process to realizing that your body is intelligent. See, the doctor of the future is going to look at your body, respect it, If you have a fever, they're going to build it. They're not going to be smarter than your body. If you have high blood pressure, they're going to find out what physical, chemical, or emotional stress is causing you to respond this way. The doctor of the future will be respecting your physiology, not trying to um, second-guess it with a chemical. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. You walk by a mirror and smile because you are made in the image and likeness of God and you are eons old. Ah, live forth and love. God bless you. I love you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.